My mother overheard me tell someone I'm a loose collector. Now she's worried about my morals. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 109 for the week of Wednesday, the 26th of March. I'm Scott, and with me tonight are... Eli. And John. This episode is brought to you by Mike's Comics and Stuff and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, it's a Toy of the Week triple thread as we review the Funko Game of Thrones mystery minis, the DC Collectibles CoverGirls Batwoman statue, and the Stardust and Phantom of figurines from the Golden Age figurine collection. Eli, how are you? Well, thank you. Eli, <laughs> what are you laughing about? Did, did you say sick, John? Yeah, I did. You said well, sick? Yeah. Are you sick? Yes. Why didn't you tell us? I, I think I just did, didn't I? No, but we've been talking for 20 minutes before we started recording. You could have said I'm sick then. Well, I thought maybe I'd have a frog in my throat or something, and you'd notice. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there you go. I can hear it now. Oh, yeah. yeah. What's what's wrong with you, John? Um, I don't know. I got this head cold, sinuses, infection thing. I spent three and a half hours at the, the ReadyMed clinic the other day, and they said, Why? Well, because they got a new computer system, and it was taking <laughs> that long. And uh, I got in there, and they're like, well... You haven't really been sick long enough for us to give you antibiotics, so just try and tough it out for another three, four days. See, I just lie. I thought about it. Mm. And then on top of that, she's like, well, your blood pressure is a little high. Well, I've been in your waiting room for two hours. (laughs) (laughs) I've been holding back from losing my shit in your waiting room. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much that's what it was. Oh, well, I hope you feel better soon. I do, too. So if I got the sniffles, I apologize. No worries. Eli, how are you? I've been unfaithful. Dude. Well, you know, the first part of dealing with a problem is confessing you have a problem. Who have you been running around with? Rocco. <sighs> Ama, and what have you two been doing? Well, you know, been talking on the phone and stuff and uh. recording it. <laughs> and are you distributing it so that other people can receive some pleasure from it? Yes. Yes, I am. And does it have a name? It does. We've decided to call that little witty banter thing called uh, Back to the Comics. And I must thank you for the little shout-out you gave us a few weeks back. That was very nice of you. Oh, well, our pleasure. Of course we want to encourage you in your extramarital affairs. And I can and I can verify when I look at my statistics, my analytics for, for, for the podcast, that some of the traffic is coming from the Action Figure Blues website. Oh, hooray. Yeah, oh, cool. So that worked out well. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are um, excited for you in that, uh, you know, the conversation that you had with Rocco here on our show was great. And it's great to see that carrying on and great to yeah. see Rocco getting a creative outlet. Yeah. One of many. One of many. That's right. <laughs> that is awesome. How about you, Scott? What have you been up to? Oh, 
working, working, working for the man. A fair bit of travel, um, but it's this March is just crazy month, so we've just kind of written it off as, uh, yeah, not much is going to happen this month besides work. Um, but back home today, and uh, eldest daughter's basketball team is into the finals, so we had the qualifying final today, which we didn't win. So now I have to play again next week to get into the grand final. So there were tears and tension, and she was a bit upset as well. Um, yeah. So, but it's all part of the all part of the learning process of sport, you know, mm. and parenting. Yeah, speaking of sport and parenting, my um, my eleven year old boy, he was playing softball the other day and got a softball in the nose. Uh oh, blood Break everywhere. It. Oh, not man. not broken, but uh, oh, that's good at least. Yeah, well, that bit's good. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. happy my son's nose didn't break. Yeah, yeah, but there was a lot of blood. It's one of those things that if you're going to play any kind of sport, you're going to get injured. You know, like mm. that's why I only played little league one year. <laughs> <laughs> I got hit in the back. I got hit in the arm. I got hit in the head. And I was like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Try being a parent of horse riders. Ah, yeah. He he only stepped on me twice. Oh, good. That's good. Yeah, that's right. You had that little incident a couple years back, didn't you? Oh, we have them all the time. Ah. Yeah, they come off. They get trodden on. One of them has been rolled over on. Wow. Yeah, and the hilarious thing is that the first thing that you hear is, "It wasn't the horse's fault." Like, are you okay? No, I've lost an arm. But it wasn't the horse's fault. So, <laughs> yeah, I've just gotten, I've kind of steeled myself to it now. And until well, but, something really but bad it, happens, it's it's actually very good life lesson stuff for them. Yeah, at least they get back up and, you know, do it again. Well, totally, because, be, yeah. I'd be like, no, I'm done. <laughs> well, kids do. Some kids come off and they never get back on, you know, and because it is scary. Um, but... You just have to, you know, either let it scare you off or you recognize that that's part of the, part of it and you keep going. So I think it's been actually a really good resilience thing for both of our kids. Um, which is good. I didn't have that as I was, you know, when I was a kid, I'd, I mean, I didn't quit stuff, but I, you know, took me a long time to realize, oh, just because something bad happens to me doesn't necessarily mean I have to stop playing unless I'm really, really hurt, you know? Mm. Anyway, enough about resilience and horses rolling over on children. <laughs> Why don't we talk about toys? It's the way we must. But if we must, we'll come right back in a moment with some articulated news. It's a Fembot, new from Kenner. And Jamie Summers, the bionic woman, sold separately. I'm Jamie Summers. Oh, no, you're not. I am. You're a Fembot. Your paralyzer gave you away. She's unmasked me. Now I have to disguise myself as a mystery baby. No one will recognize me. Not even Jamie. Ha ha. Fembot comes with everything seen here. Jamie Summers, the bionic woman, sold separately. Well, as always, we start each episode with a bit of news. It's not all the news. It's just the news that has caught our eye and uh, been particularly noteworthy to us, either good or bad. So, John, you've got some good or bad news. So over to you first. Well, it seems like I always get the Funko news, so we will start off with some Funko news. That's because you're so fun. Uh, yeah, that's what everybody thinks of me. Yeah. Um, on March 30th, Emerald City Comic Con is going to take place, and Funko is going to be there. You forgot but, to say something, John. What? Our good friends, Funko. 
<laughs> you know, I, I thought of that, and I thought maybe I was wearing that out, so I, I, I didn't are, say it. Or is there something that you're not telling us? Have, has your friendship with Funko thawed in some way? Well, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see when I do my little rapid review later. Oh, oh nice. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> maybe not, though. Maybe not. It's just a tease. Maybe it's heating up. Yeah. Um, they're going to be at, at Emerald City Comic Con, though, and they are introducing DIY pop vinyls. That's great. Yep. For Emerald City, they're doing them, I'm assuming, in green. I assume those will, if I remember right, I read those mm. will be the, the only place those are available. And then after that, they will have uh, essentially a white, grayish um, pop vinyl human character available in both uh, male and female forms. Mm. They look so, really cool. Yeah. So, I think that's uh, very smart. Uh, and it fits with, you know, um, the the vinyl customizing craze. Yeah, that's absolutely. just perfect. Yep. It was interesting. Yeah. Um, I remember Reese um, posting something on Twitter where he was doing some customizing. Um, uh, there was a swamp thing he was doing, which was pretty cool. And I just noticed in this story about the Emerald City Con that um, they'll be auctioning off 20 um, pops that have been customized by Funko artists. So I, I mm. imagine that might be one of them. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a bit of Reese O'Brien in that uh, that auction. I was thinking the same thing when I read it the first time. Mm. Yeah, but he's, doing, he's doing some great little um, custom stuff on the side at the moment. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I... um. I'm kind of excited for these. These are cool. Um, I don't know that I would get one and do it, but maybe I would. Now, there is something here that's probably going to drive one of the, the podcast team crazy. Uh-oh. There's no number on uh, the box. Oh, no. Oh, dear. There's actually a question mark on the box. Oh, no. I can hear screaming coming from Canberra right at the moment. Mm. So, yeah, I, I would imagine that... Uh, there, there will be some some talk of that in the future. <laughs> the um the idea is great because it's such a big line with so many different um, groups that collect it because of the, all the properties they have. So great fun. Although I can't imagine that there's any char- any character from any property out there that you would need to customize. Really, Firestorm. <laughs> Besides Firestorm, Mister Miracle, Big Barda, Porn Stars. <laughs> so there we have. <laughs> I take it all back. I'm going to get, get a few of these, though. I'm really, really, ex- as long as they're the same price point, because if they're more expensive, I would, that'd be a fucking red card, wouldn't it? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Will you make a, your own Firestorm? I think so. I have, um, I was doing a search uh, of the, the internets uh, a while back and I saw somebody had had a crack at it using um, a Ghost Rider and a Wolverine and I I guess it was a fair crack at it, but um, I'd like to have my own crack at you it. You feel Thanks you very much. better? I think I'd be happier with the one that I made, yes. <laughs> have Is you that ever diplomatic made a, enough? Have you ever made a Firestorm custom? No, I have um, I have one, I guess, maybe – well, I have the parts for one. I have the hair and the buck for um, a Kirby-style one that I is probably somewhere in the 10 custom figures that I've got planned. <laughs> but I don't know when that will happen. That's the only one I'm planning to do um, other than probably making a um, six-scale one day. Okay. Mm. There you go. Mm. Yeah. And, John, you've got some other Funko news. 
Yep. Um, they announced that they're doing Adventure Time Mystery Minis. And Mystery Minis are the little boxed figures that are blind boxed. And, uh, you know, they do a whole series for different things. And this time it's Adventure Time. And um, these are in more of a blocky style. Kind of more reminds me of a cross between Minecraft and SpongeBob. <laughs> they look like erasers. Yeah, they do kind of look do. like erasers. Now that you say that. Mm. I think Bemo looks cool. Don't like the style for any of the others. Um, but I like the box, the collector. Is it a tin? It's a collector tin, isn't it? Yeah. And the, the, the boxes are characters, but not necessarily the character that's inside. No, that would not be blind, would it? No. So it's still a mystery. Yeah. Mm. Love the tins. Oh, and, and they all have a 1 in 12 ratio, which is kind of cool. Oh, cool. Yeah. I mean, well, that's, that's fun in itself because you can choose a tin with a character that you like. And, mm. and then the uh, what you get inside is just a bonus. Yeah. No, it's a mystery. Oh. Hello. <laughs> well, thank you, Shaggy. <laughs> um, moving on, um, I was listening to... Uh, the Open Your Toys podcast, and I got to give them a little credit because that's where I heard about this. Uh, there is a third part comp- third party company named Unique Toys, and they do, mm, I'm not going to call them knockoffs, but they do third party items. And they're actually third, hearkening. Third party items. Yeah. What does that mean except for knockoffs? <laughs> Unlicensed near close copies. Is that like copies. saying appropriation instead of copied? I'm being nice here. Why? I don't know. Okay. Because it's cool. This one actually looks cool. Okay, it does. They, they do quality stuff. I, I we, you know, oh, normally quality knockoffs. Can, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this harkens back to the '80s with um, it's Psykill from GoBots, which you know we've got all sorts of Transformers over the years, but uh, GoBots really uh, probably one of those properties that doesn't get much love these days and this one's done in transformer style he's a motorcycle um his robot mode looks pretty close to what psykill looked like so uh it's pretty neat and i remember psykill being real small and this one's more voyager size which is the the medium size type transformer what does that mean like how big would the motorbike be he might fit a six inch figure Mm. because i'm thinking those are like yeah it's a that's how most of these type of things run from everything I've done my research on. That's not cheap. No. But if you, were cool. a fan, if you were a fan of the GoBots in the 80s, um, you know, this might be your, your chance to finally get something more modern era and a little better sculpted and articulated. Aren't the GoBots kind of like the Betamax to Transformers VHS? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they kind of came out, I think, right around the same time. And the, the GoBots tended to be more, um, their robot modes were a little different. Yeah. Like their heads were more part of the car um, than, you know, like actually having a head. So, so. What, what was it that made the, the Transformers the, was it because the porn industry chose them, like VHS I, or? I, I don't know. Mm. I, I really don't know. I, I think it was probably they had more. More marketing behind it, they probably had a little better cartoon. <laughs> if I remember right, the, the GoBots cartoon was not as watchable as the the Transformers one. It must have been terrible. Yeah, GoBots, GoBots <laughs> fans, send your emails to <laughs> Scott at ActionFigureBlaze <laughs> Yeah, AKA GoBot hater. I 
I actually own a GoBot, and, and it's not bad, but, um, you know, it's not, its transformation isn't like a modern one. So uh, this this should be cool. This should be cool. Cool. If you like that kind of thing. Yeah, it just caught my eye. I, it was one of those things I wouldn't get, but I thought it was interesting. Hmm. And we've got the reveal of Guardians of the Galaxy Mates this week. Hmm. Yeah, so um, I'm a bit disappointed because Groot is uh, not as big as what I would have thought he was. Yeah. This is so many missed opportunities for oversized Groot toys already. Yeah. Um, we got Star-Lord, Ronan the Accuser, Drax with Groot, Gamora with uh, Nova Corps, Centurion, uh, Nebula with the Sakaran Trooper, and it doesn't say, let's see, um, non-postable Rocket Raccoon microfigure comes with the Drax Groot as a three-pack. So, there you go. You're, that's probably why you didn't get an oversized Groot, because you got Rocket Raccoon. Does it say non-postable? Yeah, but that doesn't make any sense because the one they show is articulated, so I'm not sure. Unless it's faux articulated, it looks like it's articulated, but it's not faux articulated. I just made that up. It's there's no scientific. Well, you just you just created a term. Yeah, I'm sorry. Wow. No, I love it. Well, we'll, we'll have to add it to our dictionary. Yeah, we need more of our own terms. Yep. Like we've got Eli at the AFB podcast. Punchy hands. We've got you know faux articulated. Yeah, faux articulated. I love it. Okay. These these look okay. I I, I don't know that I'm going to be running up to to get any of these, but the the Rocket Raccoon's cool. I like him. Mm. I like I'm him. I'm worried that this movie is going to tank. No, I don't think so. I know. I hope it doesn't, but I just don't know. I don't think so. I I think it's going to appeal to other people. Than, <laughs> well, I I think it's going to define other people to people that maybe weren't interested in Iron Man or or Thor. Oh, okay. You know, because it, it looks different. It looks like a sci-fi movie, so it's going to appeal to those people, maybe. Hmm. Uh, the only reason I say that is because I think it's got more, you know, it's it's seems to be much more comic booky than the Marvel films that have been done so far. So, you know, and whether that's going to actually, whether they've done enough that people are prepared now to come and watch that, or whether people are going to be put off by just how comic booky. It seems to be, I don't know. I'm excited. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, it was funny. We were watching the uh, Avengers Assemble thing that they had in place of uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. this week. And, and Mrs. Nerd's like, was that a raccoon? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> what, what was it? We obviously didn't get it. Or... Um, they had a, a special that was assembling the Marvel Universe. Oh, okay. And so they, they showed like just a brief clip. It didn't even show as much as the trailer does. Um, so I was kind of disappointed that way. And they showed a little bit from Cap, but nothing that I hadn't really seen that excited me. <laughs> so, But it, it actually started with Iron Man 1, and they went through the Phase 1 stuff and oh, wow, okay. talked it all through. The only thing that was cool um, was watching Coulson, because they kind of focused on Coulson's character a little bit through the through the thing, you know, and he's been in all of them. Yeah. So, yeah, that was cool. Cool. Mm. And I believe that is all of your news. That is all of my news. I was just getting ready to say that. Well, you beat me to it. Would you want to say it anyway so that you don't feel left out? That's all of my news. Yeah, I already said that, Sean. It's all of my news. Okay. You know, when I'm not on the show and last week editing, when I listen to, and you're on, when I listen to the show, I throw in all of the things that I would normally say to you in response to whatever you say. And sometimes I can't believe that nobody 
actually, you know, gives you a hard time. Uh, you know, I find it very disappointing, really. You'd be surprised how quickly it goes when, when Ben's I, in charge. No, I can tell. I edited it. Like I'm, just, like, <laughs> I'm like, why isn't anyone picking him up on that? Man. But I just so you know, I still do say it in response to you when I'm listening. I had no doubts. Okay. Anyway, Eli. Oh, hi. Is it me now? Yeah, yeah, it's you. Do okay. some news. Okay, do you want to throw it at me? Hey, Eli, I believe yeah. it's your time for news. Oh, okay, I'll do some news now. Was that good throwing? <clears throat> Just let me clear my throat. <coughs> <coughs> did you right, clear your throat or did you choke to death? Yeah, I'm good now. Okay. Okay. Um, DC Collectibles. Uh, there, we've seen solicitations for June 2014. I don't know what that month means when they say solicitations because half the stuff comes out sometime else within the next 12 months. But anyway, we have saw a bunch of stuff from Toy Fair and they have shown updated, well, not necessarily updated pictures, but um, have solicited them rather than shown them at a Toy Fair. <laughs> uh, we've seen some new stuff um, such as the Sandman Overture statue. Now, I believe this is from the um, the current Sandman story by Neil Gaiman, of course, and with art by J.H. Williams III. Um, I believe that's what it would be based on because that's what that story is called. Okay. Anyway, um, statue, it is nearly a foot tall um, and it has um, – it has the Sandman descending some steps, and there is also a limited edition bronze version, which will cost you twice as much. So the standard one is $150. The bronze one will be $300. Yikes. Um, I'm not sure if it's actually bronze. Uh, it, does, it doesn't look bronze. It just looks brown instead of black and white. Brown. Maybe it's brown scale. It looks parchment. Brown scale. Yeah. yeah. I just made a thing. This is the show where we make things. Where we make new things. So we have foticulation mm-hmm. and brown scale. Brown scale. Yeah. Wouldn't that be sepia tone? Oh, shut up! I made it. <laughs> the statue? No, the term sepia would be far too logical. Get off me show, John. Truth. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Can, can we talk about this new girl's new fifty-two Supergirl for a second? Um, Supergirl. Oh, well, she's the, down about the, four the, or five okay. pictures. Yes, we, we have seen her at Toy Fair, but go ahead. What have you got to say, John? What? what Could they just paint a target on her private parts? Adam has already defined that as the look at my lady parts arrow. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, um, <laughs> and every time that I see it, that's what I think now. Thank you, Adam. Subsequently, yes. Yeah. Before that, <laughs> I didn't think that at all. I was more distracted by the weird knees on her boots, but... Yep. Yeah. Well, you know, you know what that says to me. That's like anti knee pads. Like, I'm instead of having knee pads, I'm going to cut those out. <laughs> that is the. I don't actually mind the rest of it. I the those knees are so dumb because it's so like it's so impractical and ridiculous. Mm. You know, at least things like the, uh, you know, like, I mean, there's a lot of obviously superhero costumes that are impossible. But things like, you know, the Power Girl boob window, whatever, that actually exists in fashion. Whether, you know, whether you like it or not, it's a, it's a thing. But something like that is just like, it's so stupid. Mm. The knee, the anti knee pads, I love it. 
Mm. Yeah, now that I look at just, it, it's like they should just be cut off at the um, the yellow trim on the on the calves there. Yeah, or full full boots. Like oh, that's a bit too sexy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, to, never mind. Okay, yeah. sorry. Right. I just wonder when they were picture. designing these if they just kind of like subtracted random shapes to make the new fifty two costumes. <laughs> God, I don't know. Let's ask Jim Lee. Mm. I don't know if it would have been Jim Lee. I'm not sure if Mahmoud Azra would have been involved in the actual design. I think he would have. It would have been him working with Jim Lee for that that look. But that's nearly two and a half years ago. Yeah, I know. It's hard to believe. Um, Batman Arkham City Mr. Freeze statue. That's new, isn't it? Yep. That's, um, that's also nearly a foot tall, $150. This is a really nice-looking statue for what it is. I've said before, these Arkham City statues um, annoy me for two reasons. One, because we're getting characters in that line that we haven't had in the Batman black and white line yet. Mm. And two, because they are black and white with one color. And so they're kind of even like the Nightwing statue is a good example where we've never had a Nightwing statue if that was just a normal color, either black and white or a normal color scheme statue, I'd be prepared to buy it to say, right, this is my Nightwing statue. But when it's, you know, black and white and then the, just the blue, it, it looks dumb. So I actually don't like this statue line. Yes, okay. But there's no reason to hate this particular statue. No, you don't like the line. I don't like the line because of the color. I think that the color choice that they've made is weird. Mm. Because I actually like quite a few of the the statues in this line. Like the Riddler I think is cool as well. But I I think either make it black and white or make them color statues. But black and white with just one color is weird and I don't like it. You know what would make the statue look better? What? Anti-knee pads. (laughs) (laughs) Or brown scale. Yeah, that worked too. Yeah. Um, also solicited is a Wonder Woman versus Hydra mini patina statue. Uh, patina, I believe, means it looks a bit coppery. Mm. Um, copper scale. Pardon? Copper scale. Copper scale. Copper, 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 copper tone? Exit. No, copper scale. Copper scale. Yeah, John's claiming copper scale. You got brown scale. John's just up the game. Patina is tarnish. Uh, like it's tarnished um, metal, copper, or bronze, or that sort of thing. That's what patina means. Anyway, I really think... Oh, I'm sorry for injecting some logic and fact into your news. I thought I'd talk about the statue. Okay. Yeah. I think I don't like the patina look no. at all. No. It detests. Detests. Um, but... The pose on this Wonder Woman is really fascinating. I was thinking, hmm, take away the patina, look and, you know, and it's like this is actually a really striking pose. And then I saw it's a mini statue, so there must be a version of this statue. Yeah, yeah. I, I own th- – There's this is the third version of this statue. There's a full-size one. Mm. Then there is just a normal color mini one, which I have, mm. and now there's this one. So this is based on Adam Hughes' art originally? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the non-pattern version I actually don't like as much as I thought I would when I when I had a look at it. But um, yeah, it's an interesting, very powerful pose. Yeah, but don't like the pattern. No, nope. I'd rather seen. It's because they tried to do her in color. I think you know she was more in those muted, more muted tones. 
but with the red and the gold on there and the blue, I, I think that throws it off a bit. Like I would have just rather seen the whole thing in bronze. Probably. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like almost like they've they've tried to make those colors come through more rather than just letting them sit back. Yeah. I, I I don't get the whole bronze or patina thing. Obviously, there are collectors for it because it's quite common. Um, well, but you know, I, you know, you know who probably gets those? The people that won't their their significant others won't let them display a full color <laughs> statue, and they want it to look like art. Yeah, I, I think you think you're right. Yeah, I agree though that this color scheme is a hard one to do with the patina because. It just doesn't really... I don't like it. The Hydra looks great. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I like that. That looks awesome. Um, Scribble Knots, Series 3 blind box, and Series 4 blind box. Crazy. Crazy. So we're seeing, God, all sorts of characters. So what have we got? Um, Yellow Lantern, Sinestro, Kyle Rayner, Reverse Flash, Batman. Um, what's the... The is Green Lantern, Baz. Baz, yeah. Star and is that Spangled Deadshot Boy? or what's that one up the top there that's all different? I don't know. I couldn't figure that one out. Um, I don't think, mm. I don't know. And then we've also got, um, we've got Lex Luthor in his, um, what's the suit? Our armor. The, the superpowers armor thing. Swamp Thing, Deathstroke, Mr. Miracle. Um, oh my gosh, Death- that's Therok up the top. Who? Therok, the um, you know, half machine, half, or is that Metallo? No, that's Therok. He's he's a he's a Legion of Superheroes baddie, one of the Fatal Five. That's a bit obscure, it's random, isn't it? We've got Tin in series four, not Tin Mercury. Hello, Mercury. Yeah, um, and Catwoman in her um, what do we call that? Look, the the Brubaker, but it's not Brubaker. Beast Boy. Some very cool, and there's that Constantine. Yep. Wow. I reckon Constantine scribble note with no cigarette. Cool. I've got my um, Bizarro Aquaman and Black Manta right here. Mm. And they are fun, fun, fun. So, what else is new in here? Is this Batman mini statue based on Ugly? Jim Lee's art? Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is another one that. Where they've gone, like this has got to be the umpteenth version of this because there's a full size version and then there's been a couple of different mini statue versions of this as well. So, yeah, so um, this has got all new metallic finish. Oh, yay. Yeah. <laughs> so, also from um, DC Collectibles, we have seen um, more details and images about the 16 inch Batman animated series figures. So we've seen Batman from the new Batman Adventures and Catwoman from Batman the Animated Series, and we've got lots of details about the articulation, some really interesting pieces, a lot more articulation than I would expect, and and, and I actually don't believe some of it, uh, how they've detailed it. Um, That cape needs to be pretty flexible to do some of the stuff they're saying. Hmm. Yeah, but let's see how that shoulder's going to... No. Or the head. I'm not sure on the head either. Yeah. Oh, no, I can see the head when you look at the profile. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, it's got a little split there, but is it almost just, just be, looks like a cut? Yeah, it'd just be um, side to side, I reckon. But um, there's a, looks like there's a lot in the rest of the joints. Um, but what we've also found out is there will be Mister Freeze and Two Face in this first wave, which is um, also on the. Um, is this from the new Batman? New Batman Adventures ones. 
So from the 1997 cartoon designs, while the Catwoman is 1992. But it looks like um, the second wave, we don't know who's going to be in the second wave, the second wave will feature three figures from the 1992 designs and one based on the later design. So a reverse of what they're going to do for wave one. So that will be interesting. Let's see how they, they go. I'm still in for the Batman and Catwoman. I know that much. Oh, yeah. Mm. I like that Batman. Yeah. Oh, I love that Batman. I like it a lot. Can't wait. Um, and last bit of DC Collectibles news, um, the Infinite Crisis figures. So we saw uh, Green Lantern and Poison Ivy figures at Toy Fair and Harlequin. And extremely well done again. Something that I won't buy, but really good quality from DC Collectibles. Uh, and I think we may have seen this Renaissance Batman figure somewhere, which is like a steampunk man-bat cross-Batman thing. Very weird. <laughs> but very well done. Uh, and what's definitely new is we're seeing a um, sculpt, um, proto- not a prototype, but just a, a 3D sculpt for a Mecha Wonder Woman figure from this Infinite Crisis series. Yeah. Uh, and it's butt ugly. <laughs> yeah, it's incredibly well done. But yeah, these characters are not for me, but they're eye popping. Yeah, I mean, it's, I- it's very anime. I think the character, the, the action figures look better than the video game designs mm. from what I've seen. Mm. I could nearly be tempted into getting the, the Batman one just as a, a standalone quirky thing. You know, maybe it goes next to my Gotham by Gaslight Batman, perhaps. Mm. Don't know. But that, that Poison Ivy attracts me just because it's such a um, clever piece of engineering, really. Mm. But um, I, I guess I'm not the target audience for these. That's all I can. I kind of like the Harley in this one. Yeah. With the big glasses and the, the ponytails. Uh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Probably revealing more about me than I really want to. I was going to say, do you want to explain any more about that, Sean? Or? <laughs> no, no, I'm good. She's sure. in pajamas. Can I say that? Oh, pajamas. Pajamas. And something not DC at all. Yeah, yeah, something not DC at all. So this is something new uh, to me. Um, This is something called Amazing Heroes. This is um, a four and a half inch action figure line uh, being worked on by, is it Fresh Monkey Fiction? Fresh Monkey. Yeah, and I'm not familiar with what Fresh Monkey do until now. Um, But Amazing Heroes is... I think it's like uh, it's uh, coming to a Kickstarter soon. It is a um, like a Golden Age Heroes line, perhaps something like that. So the first picture we're seeing is Black Terror, and um, some may recall that uh, uh, Golden Age figurines. Our friend um, Jared Zajac, well, their next figure is a, a Black Terror figurine. So Black Terror is getting a bit of love and we can see um, upcoming in this line is also a man of mystery, an avenging hero and a super wizard. And I would suspect that super wizard is going to be Stardust, who has also got the Golden Age figurine treatment, who we might talk about a little bit later in this episode. Uh-huh. Um, the man of mystery could be Captain Action. Yeah, it looks like That's what action, I was thinking. Yeah, and the Avenging Hero could be not Doc Savage, maybe? 
It's Phantom, ca- maybe? Captain or... Action is not public domain, though, is he? I wouldn't think so. Oh. Because that's... He does look like he has the Captain hat on. It does, that's, yeah. That's, we're just seeing a silhouette, so... Yeah. There's bound to be a few others. It was the Man of Mystery thing that... Because, I mean, you know, he, the whole thing was he's disguise, just disguises and blah, blah, so... Mm. Yep, so coming to Kickstarter soon. Mm. And the uh, Fresh Monkey have done some other things. They've got something called Retrobots, which is um, a line of one-and-a-half-inch robot minifigures. So they have actually produced things before. So. Yep, and they have a vinyl um, product as well, which is a robot called PH42, mm. um, which uh, he sends emails to uh, toy websites himself. The robot does? The, yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I know. Let's take the marketing person who thought of that out the back and shoot them. But anyway, um, yeah, it's a great, great gimmick. Mm. <laughs> anyway, I'll be keeping an eye out for the um, for these Golden Age figurines. Figures, they, they might turn out to be something good. Indeed. Something a bit different. So, Scott. Yes? That's the news from me. Oh. Are you going to throw to me? Yeah. Over to you, Scott. Thanks, Eli. So that's um, how you do it, John. Uh, well, I, I, he didn't even give me a chance. That's you, you just got to take your chances where they come. You could sit there waiting all day and life will just pass you by. Well, I don't have ice cream to eat, so, you know. I ate my ice cream ages ago. Hello. Anyway, Diamond Select, Universal <laughs> Monsters. They are revisiting the creature from the Black Lagoon and Frankenstein with a new uh, Black Lagoon figure with new articulation, still 7-inch, but it's a a brand-new sculpt with a display base and uh, lots of green scales. And this is a Gene St. Jean sculpt. I believe he was working on these when we were interviewing. I think that is correct, yes. And so it is, of course, beautiful. And uh, beautifully painted as well. And then there is a Son of Frankenstein uh, figure, which the, the, the head sculpt on that is just absolutely beautiful. Mm. Absolutely beautiful. And uh, it's the got stand, a... The stand is amazing. Oh, it is, yeah. yeah it's, the base is cool. It's beautiful. A beautiful Dr. Frankenstein's lab display base. And then something a bit different in this line is uh, Van Helsing. Uh, figure which it says based on an original design so it's a very cool looking figure yeah again the base is with the vampire coming up out of the ground yes yeah. Yeah, pretty I awesome these were shown at toy fair we just didn't talk about them because we had a lot to talk we about. Had a lot to talk about i haven't seen that van helsing before mm. that's a beautifully sculpted figure i love that base and that to me that's the whole um, the Diamond Select thing, you know, what they do well. They've lost a bit, a little bit of that with some of their Marvel stuff where it's just a figure with a bit of a diorama piece in a huge box. Mm. Um, but I, I really like these um, these beautifully detailed bases. Mm. What else is Jane St. Jane up to? Well, it's funny that you would mention that because he actually has uh, started a new company called Creature Replica. And this is a company that he has uh, formed with two other people called Jeff Byers and Sam Lute. And the idea is that they're going to develop a new line of cryptid action figures. So the first wave is going to be 
six inch, seven inch in scale, uh, with fully articulated environmental bases and wave one will, uh, which says release for fall, um, <laughs> will consist of a Sasquatch, a Yeti, a horror hound, and the Rougerou, which is a Louisiana cryptic werewolf. Hmm. And, uh, they look pretty bloody amazing. Mm. And, and this is really timely because the, uh, horror hound convention is going on this weekend as we record. Oh yeah. So this is a, the horror hound is the mascot for the horror hound magazine. Yep. So good on them. And, and obviously if they formed a, a new company, then I would assume that they're going to be producing more stuff. Monsters are awesome and monster toys are hugely popular. So, uh, there'll definitely be a market for it, I'm sure. And we will, of course, keenly support it. For our good friend, Jane Sitching. I like the, uh, the Sasquatch because he's not horrid, you know. Mm. He looks like an anatomical model more than, a, oh, here, I'm a big scary monster. He looks misunderstood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward if he, to... If he was bald, he'd look like me. So when are these due at fall? Fall. So what does that mean, John? So that's six months from now. Yeah, about now. About then. Because it's spring here. First day of spring was the other day. I don't want to be Mr. Negativo, but it would be disappointing <laughs> if these came out before our legendary monsters came out. <laughs> Depending on which way you look at it. Yeah, I know. I like the um, – the, the thing that appealed to me about the legendary monsters is that that kind of um, – <laughs> based in legend – you know, sort of idea of things that we haven't necessarily seen toys for. Like, I think these are beautiful, but they're not really my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're, they're beautifully sculpted. So good on Eugene Sachin. Mm. And, uh, in more mainstream toy news, we have seen the quick announcement and then opening of pre-orders for the, uh, Sideshow Collectibles Catwoman Premium Format Statue. Um, or as I like to call it, the Catwoman Protruding Ass Statue. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so I have pre-ordered this because I'm collecting the DC, um, Premium Formats, but I'm also kind of thinking, man, how am I going to find an angle to display this that is not going to get me in huge amounts of trouble. Well, I think there's, there's, yeah, there's definitely that. I think, um, it's, it's just too provocative. I think, I think it's a misstep to go this far personally, but I was never going to buy it. So I'll just move on, but I don't think it's doing much for, um, any respect for the, the hobby for the opposite sex, but I think it's going to be different, difficult to pose regardless. Yeah. Because what do you want to see? Do you want to see the costume or do you want to see her looking at you? And, oh, you can't have her looking at you without seeing her ass poking out. Yeah. Her really, really big ass. It's I have no problem big. with that. I think, I think it's a very nicely shaped bottom. I just think it's well, difficult, actually, to po- diff- difficult to have around. It's nicely shaped, but if that was an actual person, that would be considered to be a gigantic ass. That's not like no. yes, that's huge. It's yeah. I we need to have a conversation, Scott. I think please write please write in and send your pictures of asses too. <laughs> How big is that ass at action? I'll give them credit. That's an athletic bottom of a real person uh, with muscles. Have you ever seen the People of Walmart website? That's all I'm saying. 
Right. She does not look that like is that. nothing like that. No, no, no. There's just one angle. There's one angle which really does. It's like, wow, that's a big butt. So there's, there's if, no painting lines either. If you have no idea what we're talking about and uh, you're not looking at the enhanced ASCAP podcast, um, the the way that this is posed is that she is looking over her shoulder. Um, and so if you want to, if you want to pose, display this without having the ass on display, it means that she's going to have her back to you basically. <laughs> yeah. I'd say she, her, her face is roughly what, 150 degrees yeah. around from her front. So yeah. there's like a 30 degree angle from the way she's looking at you and her ass. Yeah. 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 Mark Newman sculpt, beautiful sculpt. Um, mm-hmm. you know, the sculptor is not the art director. So I actually like, because there's a switch out head sculpt. I actually, this is one of the first ones. I like the one with the goggles on rather than the one with the goggles off. Oh no, goggles off. I don't like the dimples. What? You don't like the dimples. I, on, on Catwoman, I don't like the dimples. You have what particular issues about dimples on Catwoman? We're talking about the I face just, dimples, right? Yeah. I just think for, you know, a sexed up statue, it kind of looks out of place. But I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Did you um, did you also see the Lobo statue? Oh, my. Premium format. I'm sure it had been squeal. <laughs> I mean, we knew that this was coming, but I hadn't seen it before today, actually. Um, so that's pretty exciting. Mm. I mean, that's, that is, I'm not ordering that. That's not for me. I'm just not a Lobo person. Um, but... I, that will be a hugely popular statue, I'm sure, because for whatever reason, it gives me hope that I'm going. I'm so glad you said I hope. Want. I was like, "What is he going to say?" It gives me what? It gives me hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, sorry. <laughs> uh, no, it gives me hope that I'm going to see something that I that I will. Well, actually, no, that's dangerous. But yeah, I. What do you mean? Well, it would be nice to see a figure that I'd actually want to buy. Yeah, maybe one called Firestorm or something <laughs> one day. Well, you've got hope. Yeah. You've got hope. So more people like Lobo than Firestorm, apparently. I think there's a lot of people that don't really even like or read DC Comics that like Lobo. He's one of those kind of characters that has this appeal that completely mystifies me. It's a bit like Deadpool as far as I'm concerned. I just don't get it. Um, but, yeah, he's definitely got a fan base. Mm. And, I think the, and I think also... That Lobo statue will appeal to some people who just like collecting statues of big monsters, you know, that sort of thing that, you know, oversize stuff. Mm. So, you know, good on them. Um, and, uh, now that, I mean, we've got Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman all solicited. So, you know, we've got Green Lantern out already. Um, and certainly it's been very Batman heavy. I hope that the next thing that we, see is something i mean we know that there's flash in the works that there's aquaman in the works um so i expect we'll see one of those shortly and scott something else oh did you just throw to me oh you guys are fighting over throwing to me that's no you so, always say that it's so sweet oh do i okay uh finally the something a bit different this isn't something that we would normally cover because it's barbie news um and uh, we don't cover Barbie news, but this isn't uh, like traditional Barbie news. This is actually a Kickstarter um, called Fair Play, F-A-I-R-E, Play, and it is for a Barbie-compatible 3D-printed medieval armor. Now, we don't really normally uh, cover 
3D-printed medieval armor either. But what I thought was interesting about this was that this is a Kickstarter that is not for uh, the printed pieces of armor to uh, turn your Barbie into a medieval warrior princess. It is for the files. So he is, uh, this is run by someone called Jim Rodda or Zeng 3 Designs from Appleton, Wisconsin. And, uh, this is nearly backed, it's still 20 days to go, and, uh, they've nearly reached their goal already on Kickstarter. Um, but what I thought was interesting is that the goal of this is not to distribute the pieces, but is to distribute the digital files so that people can print it themselves. And uh, I think this has got a lot to uh, say to us about what the future of toy collecting could be. Yeah. Yeah, I think definitely with 3D printers, um, consumer versions coming out, Yeah, uh, I think um, it's, it's not that far away. No, no. And I think that, um, like, to me it's quite exciting because it means that the, the the possibility i mean obviously we're a number of years down the track from having home 3d printers that will print at a standard of the type of collectible that we're used to buying and much further than that from uh printing in a way that doesn't require painting etc um but i can certainly see a time where rather than having to pay for shipping etc that i can buy the the file and print it myself and i think that's awesome mm, i think so awesome you know when i saw this originally i was trying to figure out what it reminded me of and i finally figured it out it reminds me a bit of the um the vintage johnny west marks um night series oh yeah that's kind of what the the style reminds me of looks like these armor plates i could see that too mm. what 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 fascinates me about this is that there's obviously a market for 3d printed medieval armor for Barbie. Well, they, they've done some clever things here. I mean, she's got all the, you know, regular pieces of armor, but they've, they've split them, you know, so that you can get them on. And then because Barbie has a hand that doesn't hold a sword, they've kind of built the sword into the gauntlet, which is kind of clever. I gotta say. (laughs) Very cool. Well, that has got to be one of the most diverse and eclectic collections of news that we've ever talked about. And uh, that's just how we roll. I love it. <laughs> and uh, having wrapped that up, I'm going to throw to John in a moment for the next installment of the Action Figure Blues podcast game named that. But first, I'm going to throw to a commercial break. it's time for the next installment of everybody's favorite podcast game name that our good friend john who's also known as engineer nerd from tv and film goes to great effort each week to bring us a action figure or commercial sound for us to guess and interpret and uh john first of all we've got to resolve last week's sound well before we resolve last week's sound i have to ask did you get the dorothy hamill one Yes, I did. Okay. Yeah. I was, I was wondering. Yeah. No, I didn't get it. I mean, I did, I didn't get it when I listened to it, but when you gave the answer, I knew who that was. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I feel better. Now. Yeah. But, but, but also there's no way that an Australian would have any idea who that was. 
All right. No. I'm better. Yeah. I'm better. Yeah. I may have cried a little bit, but we're good. Anyway. I felt free. Yeah, okay. Yeah. We better listen to last week's sound right here. No monstrous news ever happens around here. Until now, because I've got my biggest story yet. It's free offers. If I prove to purchase from any of these guys sold separately, like... Well, you guys heard last week's sound. You got some guesses? Starship Troopers? Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, okay. No. Right. No. War of the Worlds. No. Okay. Centurions. No. Glamour Gals. I wish. I'm still okay. looking. <laughs> um, no, actually, uh, our good friend Hellbot got this one again. And hey, I, Hellbot. I was really surprised, but I'm kind of surprised you guys didn't get this one because... Because... This was the mail-away for Clark Kent, the commercial for the Superpowers line. Oh, good grief. Yeah. So, I I actually picked a superhero one this week, much to everybody's surprise. I'm stunned. That's why I didn't get it. Yeah. I have to say, as a kid, those mail-away figures were just like the most exciting thing that ever happened to you. Oh, yeah. You know, the Emperor and Clark Kent, and I got all of them. Well, I remember the survival pack from Star Wars. That was one of my favorite ones where you got all those backpacks and the, the, the Yoda backpack for Luke and. Oh, that I, was so, I was so jealous. There was a kid at school who turned up with one. Yeah. I was like, wow, I didn't even know you could do that. <laughs> oh, I saved all my little, um, proofs of purchase and sent them in and then checked the mail every day. Well, Good times. It'd, be, it'd be like what four to twelve weeks or something like that. Oh gosh! Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. It's funny. You just we have no concept now of actually waiting for things. No, if it's not here in like a week and a half, you're like, what? Yeah, that's right. outrage. I'm going to the internet. <laughs> yeah, it's- I mean, like I had pen pals, and you know, it'd be months. I had a pen pal in Belize. That I wrote back and forth to for years, and you know it would be months in between letters. Hmm. Anyway, yeah, I had pen pals around the same time. I had one in Australia too. Really? All mine were in Australia. Uh, have you looked them up since you've moved there? No, I can't remember the name now. Well, if there, bet, if, there was things, if you had a you know United States pen pal named Scott, I, back in the day, yeah, yeah, I forgot who you are. Please, please write the podcast. Anyway. Anyway, we will move to this week's sound and we will play it right here. It's new for your kids. Laser lights. Laser lights. It's defender of right. He's ready to fight the evil. And one more time. It's new for your kids. Laser lights. Laser lights. It's Well, I'm sure you guys know this part by now, but, you know, if you want to make a guess, come on over to the Action Figure Blues Forum, afbforum.com, and make your guess there in the thread, because if you get it right, you get points, and you collect enough points, and maybe we'll have a mail away someday. Ooh, that'd be cool. 
What do we have to collect to get our mail away? Points. Yeah, but what are we sending in? Points. Proof well, of purchase. How do you know that? How can you actually send in your points? You, you just got to play with the play along with me here. Okay, no worries. Okay. <laughs> anyway, brown if, scale. Yeah, if you if yeah. you'd rather play the picture version because the audio version just uh, you know is too much for you, uh, befuddles you. Yeah, come on over to tvandfilmtoys.com <laughs> on Tuesdays and Thursdays where we play the picture. The scary thing is befuddles is a real word, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, it is. I didn't make that up. Can't claim it. No, it's a thing. And, uh, yeah, that's it for me. Why do we have befuddles, but we don't say fuddle? Just like I had on Facebook the other day, I said, like, you know, how can, why do we say we are disgruntled, but we don't commonly say I am gruntled when I'm happy? Because there aren't that many happy people in the world. Uh, there's just not enough gruntledness. No. Anyway, thank you for that, John. We'll be right back in a moment. Uh, with what? With? I think we're going to talk about some toys and what stuff. we think of them. Okay. Five. Oh, God. <laughs> the wheels have fallen off. No, that's the outro, Matt. That's it. To the bag. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, okay. We'll be back in a moment. Cheers. Bye. <laughs> you weren't 100% clear on what we were uh, leading to after that last break, uh, what we are doing in place of one toy of the week is three. So we have each chosen something either new or existing from our collections to discuss. Uh, we're not doing rapid fire reviews. We're going to give it a little bit longer for each one. Um, and Eli is going first. So over to you, Eli. Why, thank you. Pleasure. Thank you very much. Now, if you may recall, in AFB podcast episode number 88, we interviewed Jared Zajcek from the Golden Age Figurines um, Company, I guess, who had um, released a figurine at that point and was um, at an advanced stage of his second figurine coming out. Um, So that was Stardust and Phantoma, respectively. And these are two figurines that are based on Golden Age characters comic book characters but they're also public domain characters so he didn't he was very careful about choosing characters that he could um do something with that would not see him getting into any trouble (laughs) which is always good (laughs) yes let's not even get into the dubious thing where is this person in the public domain or is they are they not so Mm -hmm. he was he was very careful about that now the both figures have been released. Uh, figurines have been released in um, uh, several different variations. The versions that I'm talking about um, is the Stardust one with the yellow boots, 
and the Fantoma with the white skull um, variation. Now, they are figurines and you would most likely associate, uh, compare these uh, in size and style to the Eagle Moss figurines that we have seen many figurines from for both DC and Marvel. Um, and, and these were released in 2013. Uh, I think they may have both been released in 2013. The Phantom Mask certainly would have been in December if it was, um, but I received them in 2014. You got them at the same time? Yes. So I got them uh, a two-for-one deal um, whereby I... Um, was able to pick up a Stardust at the same time as pre-ordering Phantoma. And um, if you were uh, a customer from within the States, um, Jared was being very nice and sending Stardust in advance, but because of international shipping, he he held on to the um, Stardust until Phantoma was ready to send to me, and I wasn't upset about that. I thought that was fair. Um, So these are figurines. They um, do not have articulation. They are little statues. They cost um, about $20 each. The Stardust was slightly more because it's larger than uh, Phantoma and that is also um, shown in the packaging. So the packaging for Stardust is uh, a larger box um, and it was um, the figure was actually packaged in a... Um, plastic, uh, not a clamshell, but um, a sort of a shaped container within the box. And the box features um, a photograph or it's more like a 3D image of the Stardust um, figure. Um, but on the packaging is um, some of the cartoon strip from the original Fletcher Hanks um, Stardust uh, comic, um, which is what these are based on, Fletcher Hanks um, creation. And there's also a bit of a spiel on the back, a bit of history of the um, of the character. And it's very nice packaging um, and it's very collector-friendly packaging. So I'll be able to put all this back in a box and um, put it into storage for moving and things like that. The Phantom packaging is not as high quality, um, but very collector-friendly still. So the difference is that it's uh, a pretty plain white box with a foam insert that's cut out for the figure to sit in. Um, And the base and the figurine came in two separate parts, which um, just needed to be uh, assembled uh, very easily. But Around the white box is a, um, a printed uh, wrapper, um, which again features art from the Phantom story, another Fletcher Hanks character, and um, a bit of a history of the, the character as well. So um, not as much as gone into the production of the package, but it's still very effective and collector-friendly. I suspect the um, initial outlay on the Stardust was probably a little bit too um, costly for the low production run that um, that these are running at. So I mentioned the, the production run. The Stardust figure there is probably, I think, about 400, 300, about 300 of those were produced, maybe a bit more in three different variants and uh, I think the Phantom Mothers only actually uh, about 150 were produced 
Um, but they have all sold out, so there is actually, if you want to get hold of those, you can actually um, in, um, express your interest and you could be lucky. In a, in a second edition? In a second edition, yeah. 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 That's fantastic uh, that they sold out. Yeah, yeah. I think the initial interest in the figure. So I think we've talked about this before. Um, these Jared actually tried to get the Stardust figure up as a Kickstarter originally and did not get successful funding. So mm. he was still keen enough to do it. Um, and so Jared does all the sculpting and the packaging artwork and all the logistics and organising the production and, and I think he does the end packaging as well. So he receives all the all the figurines and puts it all together himself before they're shipped out. So it's a, it's a one-man operation. Um, so he went in, the Kickstarter wasn't successful, but he decided that um, he thought there was enough interest and he was keen enough to do it, so he went and did it himself anyway. Hmm. Uh, and, and for people such as me, we're all the better off for it because these are very wonderful figurines. Um, so he's getting some decent press, I think, um, and coverage for what's being um, created to date and I just hope that that generates more interest and we get to see the next figure, which um, uh, we'll talk about after I've reviewed these ones. Mm-hmm. So the sculpts on these, again, I, I, I compare these to the, um, the Eagle Moss figures. Um, pretty much the same scale. Um, these Fletcher Hanks characters are pretty wild and they um, I wouldn't necessarily say they were drawn anatomically correct, <laughs> um, but the sculpt is very true to the intent of that artwork. Um, so there's the, the proportions of Stardust in particular uh, are spot on for a true to source, one would say. Mm. Now... Stardust, um, the super wizard in this pose that he is in, he he has what you would probably call a pinhead and he is throwing <laughs> somebody else's head. Um, that's actually from a scene in the, the comic, um, the story, I think it was uh, Destructo and the Headhunter from Big Three Comics number two, published by Fox Publications in the winter of 1941. So wow. public domain, it goes a long way back. Um and that head that he is throwing is a lot larger than his own head and it looks odd, but that's what it looked like in the comics. <laughs> so Stardust stands at about 10 centimetres or four inches tall uh, on top of the base, including the base that's uh, another half centimetre or um, what would we say, is that about a quarter inch? And yeah. Phantomire is slightly small, probably uh, a centimetre shorter or, or half an inch shorter. Um, the um, the quality of the sculpt is, as, as I've said, you, you know, if I compare it to an Eagle Moss figure, these are just stunning. They are smooth and detailed and crisp. There is, I can't find any faults in them uh, at all. Uh, incredibly well done. And both of the bases feature their names. So the bases are black, square black, and they feature their names. Um, so the Stardust one, the uh, the name is embossed on the stand, whereas the Phantomar one is debossed into the stand, um, which De- is interesting. Debossed. Mm. Debossed as in it's imprinted uh-huh. rather, than, rather than stands out. Is that a word? 
Yeah. yeah. Really? It is now. I I learned, no, I didn't make it up. I learned that in my book, Binding Adventures. Really? Mm, yeah. Debossed. Is debossed. And is debossing a verb? I guess so. And debossed? Yeah, it is. It's a, it's a verb. Debosser? Do I know about debosser? Debossy? <laughs> the person who has been debossed. Ouch. <laughs> Owie! Anyway, sorry. Are the bases the same size? No. No, okay. because the figures aren't that. the same size. So it's it's actually, you know, it's 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 out of whack. But that's again, it's it's true to the the source. Yeah, the figures are actually in scale with each other, in in that sort of out of whack way. So a centimeter or half an inch short are actually next to each other. Phantom Art does look um, of a of a smaller stature overall than Stardust, but uh, I don't think it doesn't look wrong unless you go, oh, actually, now that I look at it. Um, but again, like I say, that was that was um, what the artwork was like. Now the paint. Um, Again, really good. There is, a, I had to really search for something to to find um, out on the paint, and and on Stardust you can see there's a lot of details with the, um, the not the frills or the bunting or whatever we want to call it around his um, the top of his shirt and around the bottom of his belt. There is like in a couple of instances the most minute. Um, paint application a little bit out and I can't actually fault them for that though because I don't think at that scale I've seen anything better mm. it's actually it is phenomenal and and I think it is um, a testament to to the the love and attention that Jared's put into these that they uh, have come out so well yeah. I know there were some issues on the initial run of Stardust and I think he, he if he's probably almost overcompensated by the um, the detail that's gone into these. The Phantom, uh, um, again, the paintwork is absolutely great. There's not a lot to do on this one compared to the Stardust one. So she's got a, a an LBD, little black dress with um, red around the bottom. The straps on the dress are pretty spot on. Um, it's probably... I would say the Stardust is a better overall quality, but if I didn't have the Stardust to compare it to, I would I would give this one pretty much top marks as well. Huh. Um, so that's it, really. The accessories are the base. Um, Stardust comes moulded to his base. Phantomar, as I said, was two pieces, and you could either put a little bit of glue to um, uh, attach them or just a tiny bit of blue tack is what I did, and, and that's fine. Um, put it on the shelf. Looks beautiful. I'm extremely happy happy with these they're very odd ball and i guess that's why they stood out to me i knew i could have them on their own and and it wouldn't matter if i got any more from a personal point of view because it's not a whole universe i need to then create you know um, complete um and i do like to have you know the, a series of oddball choices on my on my shelves when I look at the quality of the paint apps here, it just to me this is what Eagle Moss could be if the paint was good. Yeah, and I've and I've you know I've, you're looking at pictures on Jared's website, and the what I've got in hand is that good. Yeah, yeah, and I would actually say you know the the Phantom Art base is probably a little bit better than what's in that picture, which huh. is pretty funny. Um, but yeah, phenomenal, and um, and these are. Uh, very good. Um, I've got their limited edition, obviously. So first edition, I've got um, number twenty of the White Skull uh, Phantoma. 
And the Stardust, I have number 46 of the Yellow Boot variant. Oh, I didn't know that they were numbered. That's so cool. Yeah, so there's um, the the box on the Phantoma has the number as well as uh, a gold sticker thing underneath the base and Stardust also has the numbering under the base. And it's it's pretty cool. It's got the, you know, the name of the character and where it comes from, who it was created by, who it was sculpted by. So it's very, very, very cool. Excellent. I reckon for a Dolly rating out of 20, I am probably going to give it 19.5. Out of 20? Yeah, because I'm reviewing two of them. Whoa, this is groundbreaking. <laughs> this episode just keeps on giving. Far out. Not only have we added several important new terms to the toy lexicon, we have <laughs> uh, fiddled for the first time with the Dolly rating formula. Can you just imagine Justin's head right now? <laughs> <laughs> hey, but that means I've no longer given the highest rating... Well, okay, yeah. yeah. Well, no, you you but have percentage-wise, I have, but <laughs> but numerically, like I've given an eleven, but you have given a nineteen point five out of twenty. Yeah, but still. <laughs> so, um, the but hey, you created the dolly rating, so this is true. I'm and I'm still amazed. Episode one yeah. on the fly, I came up fly. with the idea of a dolly rating, and that has stuck. It has stuck. Here we are, 109 episodes. Oh, sorry, not the idea of a dolly rating, just the terminology. Yes. Yeah, just to be clear. Yeah. Yeah. It was the, ter- yeah, the rating scheme. <laughs> um, so the I don't next- think we should be allowed to do shows together, the three of us. This is. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> is John still here? I yeah, I'm just, I, I, I couldn't break into that. Though. Yeah. <laughs> So, look, the next thing that um, is due out is we mentioned the Black Terror figure from um, Forgotten One, Fresh Monkey. Was that who they are? Yes. Um, the Black Terror is the next figure, that figurine that um, Jarrah's working on, and it's, a, it's, it's actually a, two figures. It's the Black Terror versus Killer Robot, um, and this is uh, a really beautiful-looking um, thing, and he's already got it planned, and he's got the robot breaking, broken down into several pieces in the sculpt so that um, uh, that's the way it'll be assembled. And I'm just just looking forward to this happening as soon as possible. Uh, And um, if you're you're on the fence about any of these or if you you just want to make sure that I get a figure by getting the production numbers up. (laughs) For Eli. Get in there. Goldenagefigurines.com. Express your interest. And um, after that... I thought you were going to say express yourself. Express yourself. Uh, and next down the line is Spacehawk, Basil Wolverton's Spacehawk. So that's that's another thing that's going to look great. And just just shut up and do it, guys. Yeah, come on, guys. Do it for me. Do it for Jared. Yeah. Thank you very much for that, Eli. That is the first of our Toy of the Week triple threat. We'll take a break and come back in just a moment to talk about the new things that we've added to our collections. RoboCop, part man, part robot, all cop. The ultimate in law enforcement, RoboCop and the Ultra Police, the only cops with rapid repeat cap firing. He's unstoppable. Battling the worst criminals, Headhunter and Nitro. (laughs) The Ultra Police, protected by Robo Armor, bring RoboCop even more firepower. 
In the fight for justice, nothing can stop. RoboCop. RoboCop and the Ultra Police, each sold separately with RoboCaps. Well, the whole reason that we do this show is because we collect and we try to justify it in some way. And uh, now we're going to talk about the things that we have collected or ordered to collect in the future this week. And John, you go first. I got some blind box minifigures. <laughs> I got two of them, and they're Game of Thrones related. Hmm. Hmm. I wonder if you might be talking about those later. I, I just might. You just might. <laughs> okay. Eli. Yes. <laughs> what about you? Uh, I have acquired um, Star Wars Black Series 3 mm-hmm. and a couple of figures. So uh, I've got the Luke, Bespin Luke, and um, uh, what else? Two Stormtroopers. One for me, one for my boy. Okay. Mm. You didn't get the... Um, Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. No, thank you. Uh-huh. Well, you know, it's not the original trilogy, so... So you're not going to collect the prequel? No, I haven't got the Darth Maul. They're the only two so far. Yeah, true. Correct. They're not... uh, I'm not convinced they're going all in on those for some reason. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, Well, I think they've actually said that they don't want them making prequel stuff right now. uh, They've kind of backed them off of it. Oh, really? Yeah. Who, who doesn't want them to? Lucasfilm? Or? Yeah. And, um, well, you guys heard all the EU stuff's basically been pushed aside for now, too. All the what stuff? The EU, Expanded Universe stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So anything that isn't, you know, original trilogy really is kind of on hold at the moment, I guess. They did show, didn't they show a clone trooper at um, Toy Fair? Yes. Other yeah, than that, though, I think it's all original trilogy, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Hmm. Hmm. Um, I also picked up um, some clear plastic business card boxes for... <laughs> going to say, uh, good for you. What's that got to do for with For your child? vast business card collection. collection. <laughs> uh, I got some good business cards. Hmm. Um, no, for um, displaying action figures. So they're actually a convenient size um, for standing an action figure in and using them as a riser. Uh, and the type that I got is, um, so it's about two and a bit, uh, about five, six centimetres, two and a bit inches um, tall. And there is a lid that comes off, which is probably about... Uh, two centimetres or three quarters of an inch tall. So it actually becomes two risers. And so I can get a little bit of, um, uh, a, what would we call it, a stepped display happening with my figures um, with clear plastic. And well, had a bit of a play around with them and they seem to work quite well. Fun. And not expensive. So that was three bucks each. So I'm getting two stands for $3. Oh, that's cool. Mm. Sweet. <laughs> How about you, Scott? Well, I got the um, Kotobukiya Artifacts Supergirl New 52 uh, statue that the little, the little, what are you making noises about? I was thinking of New 52 Supergirl. Oh, okay. Yes. With the bits and pieces. Yep. So this is the one that goes with my Aquaman and uh, Shazam and Black Adam. And uh, I quite like the this particular statue. Um, 
the I was over in Adelaide again recently, and if you recall my story about how I got my scribble knots with the really nice guy at the Adelaide Comic Center who basically let me only get the ones that I wanted when he opened them, um, and uh, we had a I had a look actually they had a Cover Girls Huntress statue in stock, which I would have been prepared to buy, but she had been completely gertied in the eyes and had a really cross-eyed right eye, although the Adelaide Comics guy had a different interpretation of that, but um, we had quite a good laugh about it. Um, but then I did get the, the – their, their prices on those artifacts um, – PVC statues are really good, and so I got the Supergirl, and I'm quite happy with her. She's cool. I mean, like, issues with the new 52 costume design aside, um, she's fun. And then I also pre-ordered the Sideshow Catwoman premium format exclusive, um, although I really don't know what angle I'm going to be able to display her at, but I am collecting these, so I ordered her. And that's good all. for you. Yeah, good for me. And uh, I also displayed lots of self-control over the last two weeks because I've been all around the place and gone into lots of groovy comic shops and saw lots of groovy things that I could buy and I didn't. So, yay me. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, unless anything, anyone has anything else to report, we'll come right back in the moment with the next of our Triple Threat Toys of the Week. Mutant warriors, Rattero, Soldier Man, Croon the Destroyer, battle against Lion-O and the new Thundercat allies, Hatchiman, Snowman, Tusker Warrior, the battle is on for the Sword of Omen. Thunder, 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 Figures and vehicles each sold separately from LJF. Well, we are doing a triple threat of Toys of the Week, and John is the next cab off the rank. So over to you, John. Well, I have a minifigure problem. <laughs> I, 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 I seem to be addicted to them. And um, I was out at the mall yesterday, and I was looking for shoes, and I couldn't find any. So I bought uh, minifigures. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, and, Minifigures. Instead of yeah. shoes. Well, Almost I, I was looking useful. for... I was looking for a pair of Doc Martens, and I couldn't find the Doc Martens I was looking for. So, there you go. I'll have to order them online. So, I was in a couple different stores, and a couple different people had these, but I happened into Hot Topic, which is one of those trendy hipster stores. And I was hoping they had shoes, and they didn't. But they had all sorts of Funko stuff, and they had Game of Thrones minifigures. Okay. And they're in the little blind boxes. I think you guys are all familiar with these now. And uh, these are Edition 1, which is their first series. And it's weird because they actually say age 17 plus on them, huh? which I don't know why, but huh? probably because it's a yeah. mature series. Well, because it's based on the, a property yeah. that is definitely... Not a toy. No. Not a toy is what it says on it. And so I picked them up. I picked up two and um, I took them home, opened the boxes, obviously, and opened the little black bag inside. And I ended up with a dragon and a Tyrion Lannister, which is cool because I like Tyrion. So um, that worked out well. And the dragon, you know, it's Game of Thrones, so you got to have dragons. But the Tyrion, because I got it at Hot Topic, is a Hot Topic exclusive, which means he has the scar on his face. 
which the regular edition doesn't. Um, so bonus yet. And, <laughs> you know, these are, they're, they're obviously not pop vinyl. They're the, the smaller minifigures. And I, I've got a couple of different figures. I've got a Joker, uh, Merle and, um, Sheldon from Big Bang. And the thing about all of their minifigures is, and I, I don't know if I like it or don't like it is all of the styles are different. Mm. You know, none of them are really styled or scaled the same way. Mm. Exactly. So, um, these tend to have like oversized oval shaped heads, but oval as in football side to side instead of oval up and down. Hmm. Uh, the Walking Dead ones are oval, but they're up and down, and then these are side to side. So they kind of look like Stewie from Family Guy a little bit, I think. But um, looking at the Tyrion, he comes with a little battle axe, and uh, there's exactly one point of articulation for Tyrion, and that's his head. You can rotate his head side to side and make him look as menacing as you want. Um, he's in his little battle armor outfit, so he's got the little skirt and... Um, there's a lot of little gold details on him. Uh, really pretty cool figure. It looks like Tyrion. You know, I mean, if I picked him up, it wasn't like I opened the box and said, well, who is that? I mean, I knew exactly, um, who it was. Definitely Tyrion. I, I kind of wonder now because I don't have, um, like Jon Snow or Ned Stark, how, how he compares. I suspect he's a little shorter than huh. the, the full scale human figures. Um, and then, you know, he's got the, the eyes are painted on, um, the nose is sculpted, which was one of the complaints I kind of had about the walking dead figures. They, they didn't have a sculpted nose or, or a nose at all, but, <laughs> um, yeah, the, the nose is sculpted. So you got that poking out there and some eyes around it. And then the, the scar kind of goes across that and it's just painted on, but, uh, hair looks good. Figure looks good in general. Um, the paint's real clean and crisp. I don't really have any complaints at all. Um, it looks good for a minifigure. And the other one I got was a dragon. And uh, they did something here that I'm not really sure I would have went this way. But uh, Dracaris is the, the red dragon, I think, is which, what his name is. Um, but uh, he's the one that everybody knows. And that's the, the red one that, that kind of likes to fry people um this one is I like it. yeah this one depending on which which way you go is uh viserion and he's the named after viserius her brother um and he's the kind of cream colored dragon with gold details uh, very cute the dragon has no um points of articulation in it though so his head doesn't even turn, but he's got kind of a big arched neck. Um, the side profile is pretty cool on these because he's got the arched neck and then the tail kind of arches up behind him at the same time. <laughs> as for show accurate, probably not as much as uh, you would have thought. I, I don't know that the, the eyes are very almond-shaped, uh, longish affairs, and, and some of the ridges on the, the, the front of the head i don't know if they're they're show accurate either um since the dragons have kind of evolved over time it's kind of hard to say you know what phase of the dragon this is at i i tend to think of this as the the smaller version but he's almost the same size as Tyrion, so uh 
you know, your mileage may vary. <laughs> the paint, the paint though is excellent. Um, you know, again, it's crisp. There's a lot of little dots all over him. Uh, the, there's gold detailing in the wings and it's not sloppy at all. And there's even some like little black lines in the wings as well. Um, to give them a little, a little extra leathery look. And that detail is both on the inside and the outside because the wings are essentially his arms and they're applied as a separate piece. So they were able to paint the insides and the outsides, which is a nice little detail because, you know, sometimes on these kind of figures, they'll just do one side and leave the other side blank. But, uh, the tails have like a little, uh, flattened out detail on the end, which I don't think is present on the ones on the show, but uh, that might just be the pictures I was looking at. And like I said, they kind of evolve over time as well. So he's cute. Um, he's cute, but he looks like a dragon. So uh, I, I dig him. I dig him. He looks, he's going to look pretty cool sitting next to my monitor up here. He may actually, he may actually end up at work with me. I don't know. Uh, Do you um, see yourself trying to get all these or? I probably won't get all of them, but uh, I may, uh, be out wandering later today and pick up one or two more of these. <laughs> I, I, I'd really like to have a, maybe a Jon Snow or um, this first series has uh, both uh, Daenerys and Khal Drogo in it. I mean, it'd be kind of neat to have them. Um, Ned Stark. And there's two wolves in this first set as well. The, one of the wolves is white and one's black. So <laughs> one is probably ghost. And I'm not sure. I can't remember the black one's name, but it would be kind of fun to have them as well. Very so, cool. Yeah, I mean, overall, I'm pretty happy. It's it's your standard uh, uh, Funko blind boxed item. Um, I mean, I knew what I was expecting, and uh, they really kind of were more detailed than what um, what I thought they would be. There's there's a lot more little uh, ridges and stuff on the dragon, and there's little elements to Tyrion's costume. So, um, they kind of exceeded what I was expecting. My only complaint on the whole, on, on the two of them is, uh, if you're familiar with how the, the pop vinyl heads attach where they've got to got the plug on the bottom of them that sometimes makes a seam, the bottom of Tyrion's head has kind of that same sort of plug type, um, connection where it's got like a big round spot and that's visible, you know, from the side just a little bit, but, um, it's not horrible, but it, it, you know, it is visible. So that, that's my one complaint. So I'd probably give them, we'll go 18 out of 20. Oh, again with the 20. Oh my gosh. Do Do I, do I get to do mine out of 22? Even though it's only one. How many are you doing? One. You only get to do 10. Man, I feel left out now. I didn't know. Neither do we, but you know, that's how we roll. <laughs> um, back to the comment that you said about these mystery minis being different styles. I don't mind that actually. I think, um, you know, cause my one, uh, not complaint, but issue with the pop vinyls is just how sameish they tend to be across the different licenses. So I really like the fact that they're choosing an artistic style for each of these. Um, mystery minis. Well, that's why I said I kind of like it. I kind of don't like it because I've got, if I was completest on a line, it, I, it probably wouldn't bother me as much. But because I've got all these little, you should see my desk. It's just a mess of yeah. minifigures at the moment. Yeah. I've got all these different minifigures and they're all these different styles. Yeah. So, you well, know, like you take the Walking Dead 
ones, for example, like that, you know, Reese designed those and that's quite a specific, uh, look. And they could have kept that right across the different, um, lines, but then I think it would lose some of its oomph. So I, yeah. I, I quite, I quite like this really. Yeah. I, I, I like these. I probably out of the, the series that I've got from them, this is probably my favorite ones that I've opened so far. Hmm. Very cool. Yeah. We had the um the game of throne game of thrones thrown in Martin Place in Sydney yeah. during the week. Yeah. Oh, cool. Lots. Of Did you go sit in it? No, I don't watch the show, but it was um it was fun to see all the people queuing up to have their photo taken in the throne. It <laughs> amazes me how into this show people are. I'd have done it. Would uh, you? Yeah. I would have had to have if it was here. I read um, something the other day about a person saying that it would take 80 years to make that throne using current uh, casting techniques of making swords. <laughs> huh? I know. That doesn't make any sense. Don't expect me to explain it. I just read it. <laughs> was that in the comments? Never read the comments. No, no, no. Right? It was like a whole article. It's like some, some. Oh, never mind. <laughs> uh, you send us that reference. Okay, you? all right. Well, we're gonna take a break from that and record a red card. It might be for me, for <laughs> unreliable for that last segment. That just no, that last comment. Um, but uh, who knows? We'll see what we've come up with, and we'll be back in a moment. Bizarro world. Red Carded is that chance to poke fun at the WTF moments in the toy universe. And uh, when you've been doing this for as long as we have, sometimes the toy universe comes around within your own universe. And that's what's happening tonight. So, Eli, I'm going to throw to you for this. Let's get into the Wayback Machine, guys. Are you okay. ready? Yep. Somebody insert a good sound effect here. Thank oh, you. Sorry, that was just my stomach grumbling. Anyway, we'll find something else here. Way back in AFB podcast episode 29, oh. um, this is about a year and a half ago. Must be. Oh, it feels like longer. Anyway. Oh, my gosh, our scripts were huge back then. <laughs> we scripted them word for word. <laughs> Flawless. Um Ben um, reviewed a figure that I believe, if memory serves me correct, that his lovely wife had brought back from holidays in um, Hong Kong or something like that. And the figure was a Cayman Rider Urataros Imagine figure. Now, I was just having... This is from Bandai's SH Figure Arts line. And this figure was released in 2009, not that old. It um, had the standard retail price, I guess, of what those figures had, so $30, $40. Um, they're more expensive now, but approximately that, and it's roughly a um, six-inch scale figure, hyper-articulated. And I was just doing a little bit of a trawl of eBay um, this evening because we're a bit short on red card fodder. <laughs> Because we've we've red carded everything that can be red carded. Yeah. Apparently not. 
I found a listing for this figure on eBay and it is going for quite um, uh, hopeful uh, price of six and a half thousand dollars. <laughs> we should probably actually give Ben a call. Yeah, and, he's uh, rich. Yeah, you're rich, man. You're rich. You're rich. Wait, wait, are we sure this isn't his auction? <laughs> I don't know. That would be awkward. Uh, it's it's located in Hong Kong, so I don't mm. know. Maybe there's a currency issue thing where they just That's added possible. more zeros because they thought, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but this is... There's one watcher, sorry. There's one watcher. It's the exact same figure. Um, and the listing, it says... This is a 1,000% genuine figure, 1,000%. Oh, well, yeah, that, I, think the, yeah. I think they have decimal place problems. Yeah. But that, maybe I wonder if that's thinking, just why it's worth more because it's, you know, 1,000% genuine. Yeah, like 100% is pretty standard, right? Mm. This, is, <laughs> this is definitely a collector's item. Oh, my gosh. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. That is so funny. <laughs> that is so funny. Like that, it's so funny. Just at the listing in itself, but then for us to look back and go, wait a minute, this has actually been a toy of the week on our show, <laughs> and we didn't know that we were all millionaires. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it's a cool figure. Um, not that cool. <laughs> and uh, good luck with that listing. You know, stranger things have happened. Stranger things. When I see these things, I mean, I think. I think the most likely scenario here is that it could just be a currency conversion issue. Mm. Um, this free postage, though, so <laughs> maybe that's, you know. But sometimes then I wonder, too, you know, are people really just kind of gaming this to see, well, hey, I mean, it doesn't cost very much to keep a listing up there, and what if someone with the money comes along one day and goes, oh, wow, super rare and a 1,000% genuine. I must have it. <laughs> thousand percent genuine <laughs> that swayed me definitely awesome so i hope i uh, hope I've, I've done my job tonight guys that was bloody brilliant i'm extremely yeah. impressed that's good we approve well done well thank you very much for that eli and uh toy universe and we'll be right back in the moment with the last of our triple threat toys of the week where you attempt to rate something out of 20 where there's only one. <laughs> Can't be done. I'm going to give it a 23. Ooh. <laughs> All right. Ah, traveler, welcome to the promenade. Humble Quark at your service. Behold, Star Trek Deep Space Nine action figures. Commander Benjamin Sisko, he helps me run the station. And Security Chief Odo, very strict and sneaky for someone so honest. Here's Lieutenant Dax, Chief O'Brien, and Major Kira Nerys. I happen to know she's crazy about me. Wonderful, aren't they? Especially this one. So handsome. Pains me to part with it, but if you pay me now... Ah, security. What a pleasant surprise. Well, we're each taking a turn of Toy of the Week in this episode, and the last one is up to me. My uh, Toy of the Week is the DC Collectibles... CoverGirl's Batwoman statue. The CoverGirl's statue line is certainly one of the most uh, well-known statue series that um, DC Direct slash DC Collectibles has produced. Um, the original incarnation of that was 
designed by Adam Hughes and sculpted by Tim Miller. And we're now on to the second iteration of that line, which uh, are being designed by Stanley Art Germ Lau and sculpted by Jack Matthews, who's been doing DC direct DC collectibles stuff for quite some time. So it's a <clears throat> obviously a different take on the CoverGirls line. They are New Fifty Two designs, um, and to me, they've been varying in their quality, um, just from a, a conceptual level in terms of the the structure of the the, the pieces. Um, the Adam Hughes designs always have that little element of a a wink or humor or something in them that uh, elevates the whole piece to me. And this is a different series. It's not. It's not really that. Um, that that type of statue series. It is more the you know here's a a representation of the character. So they've been a bit hit and miss for me. But the Batwoman statue uh, is one that I knew that I would have to order the moment I saw it solicited. Um, I am a fan of the character, and uh, this while it's designed by um, Stanley Lau, it has a very strong J H um, Williams um, feel to it in terms of, you know, a, re- a really, I wouldn't say it's completely artist specific, but, um, it's strongly evokes, uh, the, the style that she's become well known for. Um, one of the things that has irked me a little bit about this second iteration of the CoverGirls line is that the bases, as opposed to being character specific, uh, bases or, um, bases that a lot of the the original cover girls had a black circular base with the the character's name or logo on it. These are um, oval bases. They're quite thin, and uh, I haven't really liked the look of them in solicits, etc. And uh, this uh, they fit in color scheme wise with the the statue, um, but. I it works for Batwoman better than it does for some of the others that we've seen. Um, this is ten inches tall. Um, I think it retailed for around ninety dollars US. It was a little bit more than that for me to get it over to here from the states. This is a, a really lovely sculpt. The um, design in ter- the structure in terms of um, her pose is quite powerful. She's got one hand out and the other hand. Uh, holding a what what is that called a batter harpoon gun oh, yeah a batter harpoon gun i'm not sure um and uh b- by the way an extremely breakable looking batter harpoon gun um which has come out in one piece in mind thankfully um but you know some really nice kind of natural wrinkling of the bodysuit and then a beautifully flowing cape and uh it's been very b- nicely executed um the this, this fits in scale wise with the other CoverGirls uh, statues, and it, it fits very nicely with the other Batman related characters. So I feel like it's universe building um, in in this line, which is all that I'm interested in. I'm not interested in New Fifty Two designs of characters that I already have statues for. I'm just trying to add new characters here, um, and. Uh, 
if you look at kind of the the turnarounds of this the the cape at the back is really beautiful it's um because it's flipped up and of course her cape is black on the outside and red on the inside so you get that uh black and red at the back and uh, it looks great from all angles uh, because of the way that it is flowing um, her hair is really nicely sculpted as well in that kind of flowing uh look the the packaging is that standard DC collectibles look. Um, I quite like the uniform look that they've gone in terms of the, um, fairly, you know, white background with the pictures of the, the character. This is a numbered edition. One of the things that, um, was a bit of a disappointment when DC Direct moved to DC collectibles is that they seem to, uh, be stopping the numbered editions and the the raven statue and the death statue which were two of the first uh ones that came out um in in this line after the change to dc collectibles are not numbered editions but they have gone back to that and this is a limited edition of 5200 and mine is uh 2361 um it is printed on the bottom, but the one thing that still is a bit of a, uh, I, I guess, a, a loss from the way that DC Direct did it was that it's really very basic printed. It's not nicely designed, etc. which, I mean, I know you look at it once and never look at it again, but still it feels like a bit of a loss of quality in that area to me. Um, but the, the statue itself is a, a great addition and, and uh, something I think is really going to add to the collection, and I can't fault it. The paint is um, beautifully done, a uh, really nice mix of matte black and then metallic red, and uh, just a, a lovely um, set of choices. So I'm going to stick to 10 <laughs> because, you know, I, I don't want to break any of the unspoken rules that seem to have taken place in tonight's dolly rating schemes. And uh, I'm going to give it a nine. I have a question. Yes. Um, On the front of the vase. Yes. At the bottom. Is that a scratch or a logo or? It is a, uh, the way that it, yeah, it's a bit funny looking. There's in all of these, there's a little um, edging that runs around it. And then there's a tiny little logo. Um, with, so it kind of runs from the base on that. Like I said, that, that if I'm, t- I'm taking it, the point I'm taking off is because I'm just not really a huge fan of the bases of these. I feel like they're phoned in. So, but I mean, I suppose you can, um, you can identify the, the vintage of them, I guess. And, but I think that they could have kept the black bases in the character logos and kept a bit of a more, um, you know, if they're still going to call them cover girl statues, uh, but there you go. It's a very nice piece. And I think, um, I think it's very true. Like you say to the J.H. Williams and probably the Amy reader. Oh yeah. Uh, interpretations. And like you say, it's not new 52 because this is what she looked like before the reboot. It's, that's she, right. she didn't change her look, which was very nice. That's right. I mean, the Huntress, one works for me as well. I mean, her costume has been tweaked a bit for New 52, but it's still very true to the mm-hmm. kind of spirit of it. And I'm not, you know, that's, I'm not fussed about those small changes. So um, I do hope I can find a Huntress one that isn't cross-eyed and bizarre. Um, 
I do like the way this one, the costume wrinkles a little bit yep. realistically and I, I don't know if that's consistent across all the cover girls or just this particular sculptor. I've got the Batgirl one as well, the new one, because I never had the um, the Adam Hughes one so I just didn't like the dippy pose and it's pretty similar. Um, you know, I don't mind... I quite like her New 52 design. It's not my favorite statue because I feel like the proportions of it are at a little bit. Her head's a little small. Um, but, you know, so it is a nice piece and it does have that same kind of uh, feel to it. And the Huntress, which I have seen one in hand, um, you know, is similar. So I think with the, the – a couple of the first ones that they did, like the Wonder, the new Wonder Woman, new Catwoman, et cetera, were quite different sort of pieces. I'm not actually sure whether or not those were designed by Stanley Lau. Um, but the the latest ones that we've seen, um, Batgirl, Huntress, Batwoman, all do have a kind of – that they feel like they belong together at least. Yeah. And the mirror that is coming as well. Yeah. Yeah, which I'm extremely excited about, obviously. (laughs) Give it to me now. Just take my money. (laughs) Very good. Well, that wraps up our Triple Threat Toy of the Week. Yay. Yay. We'll be right back in the moment with a bit of, in in the moment, or in a moment even, with a little bit of feedback before we wrap things up for this show for good. Kiss, each sold separately, and you can put them in any crazy pose you want. Kiss, each 12 and a half inch figure sold separately by me. We love hearing from you about what you are enjoying or not enjoying about the show or what you'd suggest for the future, and uh, we love hearing from you via email at podcast at actionfigureblues.com. You can post you on our Facebook wall. You can tweet to us at AFBlues on Twitter. Um, we especially love it when you leave reviews for us on the various uh, podcasting platforms that are out there. And we have got not one but two new five-star reviews at iTunes. Yay! Yay, which is extremely exciting. So, uh, John, why don't you read the first one? Well, the first one is titled Great Podcast with Five Stars. It's by Skadoosh86, and it says, I really enjoy listening to these guys while I'm working on my own custom figures. They are very entertaining and have Australian accents. Hmm? <laughs> Most of them. Yeah. Skadoosh yeah. uh, <laughs> down here. We're working on John. Yeah, we're working on John. Well, mine's only yeah. half, so... I think that counts as an accent, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, I'm, I'm, but I'm, I call myself like I'm a person without country, accent without country because wherever I go, people say, where are you from? Except when I go home, it's more like, honey, I just love your accent. Where are you from? <laughs> and where I grew up, I could say, I'm from Aruba, and they would go, really? And I'm like, yep. <laughs> I have no idea. God bless them. Yeah. Uh, Eli, you got the yes. other one. Yes, uh, another iTunes review. This one from Rock Mastrangelo. We've heard from Rock before, haven't he we? Has, he yes, has we have. Sent in He's a very Facebook. big supporter. Yay, Rock. Um, so he has given us a sterling review, mm. and he's putting the pressure on us, Scott. Yeah, I know. 
This is a great podcast to listen to about toys. They talk about current toys and soon-to-be-released toys. This is the only podcast that, as they talk about a toy, you can see an image of it. Mm. It's almost like a video podcast. <laughs> they have fun segments that break the show up. I appreciate the time it must take to edit this podcast. Insert the images to go along with it. What are you waiting for? Download it now or you will get a red card. Love it. That's a great review, Rock. It is. Now, to be fair, we there are... Other toy podcasts out there that do do the enhanced podcast, and no, no, we're the only one. We're the only one. No, but um, and uh, there are shows like Marvelicious Toys, as an example, that uh, does a way better job of the enhanced stuff than we do. But we we do know that it's important, and so um, we do do our best. <laughs> Sometimes, most it's, of us. Oh, yeah, most of us. Not Gertie. Not Gertie. Far out. <laughs> I really need to, if I could teach someone else how to do the enhanced one for the weeks where I'm busy, then it would be better all the time, I'm sure. But it's just a tricky thing to do. Uh, but it's nice to get feedback. We do know it's important. And thank you so much, both Rock and Skadoosh, for um, those awesome reviews. We love it. Love it. Speaking of loving it, I'm loving this episode. It was great fun to mm. share time with you gentlemen and uh, to get a podcast done at the same time. It's just a huge bonus. Yeah. Oh. Me and so the lovey music. Yay. <laughs> All right. Well, stick with us, guys. Episode 110 coming up, hard to believe. I know. Is that an anniversary? Oh. Or it's just. I don't it? think so. No. no. Come on. Okay, cool. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> every week's an anniversary. Well, it's like, you know, once your kids turn 13, you're like, okay, look, you can have a party every other year, but otherwise you just have a sleepover, right? So we'll just have, we'll just have a sleepover for one ten. Yeah. yeah, mom didn't like that at 17. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Good night, Argentina. Have your spades neutered. Oh. I don't know how the spades feel about that. Have your neuters atomed. <laughs> Good night. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and downloaded direct at actionfigurebluescom by clicking on the podcast tab. If you do listen to us on iTunes, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join in with all of the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, new releases, old lines, and engage in trades and sales in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, ShelfLife.net, and the Pop Culture Superstore, who help keep our site running. You can also find us on Twitter at AFBlues and on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. 